The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, October 12th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. To Women's Spaces, my name is Elaine B. Holtz and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day here in Sonoma County. It looks like it's going to be nice and warm and fuzzy, and the air is at, what would you say, it was about 36 this morning, which is pretty good, and it's a good quality, a good quality 36, at least it's below, I mean, two weeks ago it was 200, I mean, can you believe that? I mean, it's just amazing, but the air is clearing, and hopefully we'll have a little bit of a rest from all these fires. Uh, I have a very special guest with me today, joining me on the phone from Independent. Virginia, Joyce Roos, also known as Earth Mama. Earth Mama programs that use earth, wisdom, music, and laughter to spread the message that the earth is a mama for all of us. Her programs are enjoyed by audiences of all age and interests twining together spirituality, education, and entertainment in celebration with the earth. You know, one of my favorite songs that I play often that Earth Mama has uh, presented and written is Standing on the Shoulders, which reminds us all what the foundation, the foundation, the strong foundation that we have for all of us from the past, how many women have stood up for the things that we believe in. And I just heard today on uh, Amy Goodman, today is Columbus Day, or better known now as Indigenous Peoples Day. And I imagine people are enjoying a good uh, day off and relaxing at home, so just take it easy. And, you know, uh, the ballots in California have been mailed, and it's suggested that we vote early for those in Sonoma County, the Sonoma County uh, Gazette has hit the streets and they have a voter guide uh, listing all the propositions and candidates to help you decide. Also, you can go to the League of Women Voters uh, Sonoma County chapter on Facebook and they have exceptional discussions on the pro- uh, proposition plus many candidates form. And a shout out to President Debbie McKay and the League for the excellent work they've done in bringing out all this education to help us understand what what we're voting for. It's very important. You know, the foundation of a democracy is the fact that we can vote and we can select our leaders. It's just unfortunate there's so much propaganda that hits us that sometimes we don't know if we're making the right decision or not. Well, listen, on October 19th, uh, which is next Monday, I'll be doing a special interview on one of the hot measures, which is Measure P, which would enhance the authority and independence of Iolero uh, to review and analyze complaints against the Sonoma County Sheriff and to help expand the role and independence of the Community Advisory Council, the CAC, which is the one, the organization or the group, a body of, of citizens that oversee it. And I think it's very important 
important that folks tune in. This is an extremely important measure. As you know, there's been so many issues, not only just in our county, but across the globe, of having to have oversight with law enforcement. And, you know, I don't understand the resistance. Uh, I really don't. Because to me, when you have oversight and you are looking to have more accountability, it makes it safer for all of us, including the officers. You know, they, they know that if there's a bad cop or that what they call a bad apple in their midst, you know, that's a way to kind of weed them out. So it's very important. So tune in next week, October 19th. We'll be doing the interview on Measure P, which is very, very important. You know, now that we're at the voting and people are talking and all kinds of stuff is going on, I saw this interesting thing on the uh, on Facebook that I thought I would read everybody. It, it just, it just, it really just struck me. It struck me very hard because it's something that we really need to think about. And here's what it said. I believe it was my friend uh, Jerry Tweet uh, that put this on uh, Facebook, and I copied it. And I thought I got to read this to my listeners. Here, li- listen to this. Why is it that everyone I meet that expects a pending sociological, you know, societal collapse is focused on weapons? Just think about it. Why is that everyone I meet, well, a lot of people that I meet, that expect pending societal collapse is focused on weapons? You know, and then they ask the question, do you have seeds? Do you have tools? Do you know how to filter water? Where are your crafters? Who can blacksmith, work leather, sew, do carpentry? Who knows medicine, herb lore, and can identify edible plants? We won't survive a collapse by killing each other. We will only survive with benevolent, skilled communities working together. Communities working together. And then it ends, let's get with it. That's a very important thought. Your gun is not going to feed you. I mean, that's, that's what, that's the conclusion I came to. So I'm going to post this on our website, www.womenspaces.com. And if anybody wants to, you know, make a comment about it, please feel free to do so. I think it's a very, very important message. The question, do you have seeds? Do you have tools? Do you know how to filter water? I mean, these are simple things that we need to survive. And we need each other. We need each other. We need skilled communities working together. And I think that's the most important thing. I think one of the things that's happened in our culture is we've become too isolated and too individualized. Instead of thinking of ourselves as a collective, as children of the earth, of people that have to come together. You know, you listen to the news all the time and you hear some of the destruction that's going on of our earth. And you ask yourself, what is going on? We need everything that we have on our earth. We need it to have clean water, clean air. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. You know, I've lived a long time and I'm looking around and I'm saying, wow. Maybe we don't appreciate, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up next month. Maybe instead of just sitting around and stuffing our mouths, well, we're not going to be able to sit around in families. Um, it looks like this Thanksgiving is as hearty as we did in the past. But think about gratitude, you know, all the things we have to be grateful for. I mean, the fact that we're just alive for the day is really a lot to be grateful for, if you want to know the truth, the way I feel lately. So give yourself a moment, you know, think, well, you know, look around your room, look around where you are and say, thank you. Thank you, Creator, for providing this space for me, whatever it is. 
Thank you for providing this life for me. As long as we have, as long as we have life in our body, we can move forward. We can make decisions. And you know, I'm listening to the about the Supreme Court uh, nomination, and that is really perplexing me. I mean, it really, I have to scratch my head about that when I listen to it. I mean, come on, ladies, want to be called handmaidens? I mean, I saw part of that series, and it scared me to be honest with you. I mean, what, what, why, why is it with women that we have to be treated this way or thought of that way? Anyway, there's lots to think about. But, you know, one of the things that makes, gives me strength is our history. Our history is our strength. And I just want to say a few happy birthdays. And I get really excited when I see the histories, particularly when I go on the National Women's History Alliance because they list every month all the different achievements of women during that time period. Like here we are in October, so these are people that, that created something or had birthdays in October. And one of my favorite people had a birthday on October 11th, 1884 is when she was born, and she made her transition in 1962. And that was Eleanor Roosevelt. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt has inspired me most of my life. In fact, when I was on the Human Rights Commission here in Sonoma County, I had a big picture of her in front holding up the Declaration of Human Rights that gave me the courage that I needed to speak out and speak truth to power. So happy birthday, dear Eleanor Roosevelt, civil rights advocate, feminist, author, world diplomat, and former first lady from 1933 to 1945. And wow, was she a first lady. She became the eyes and ears of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and helped make many, many positive changes in this world. Another birthday that's coming up, another one of my favorite people, and that's October 12th. She was born 1908. She made her transition in 1997. And that's Anne Petrie, reporter for African-American newspaper in 1930s, wrote The Street. She was the first African-American who had a novel to sell more than a million copies in 1946, and that was her novel, The Street. And it won a, 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 sold over a, a million copies in 1946, the first, very first African-American woman to have that kind of success. And then October 13th, Edith Sampson, who made her transition in 1979, was the first black American to be appointed to the United Nations, to be a United Nations delegate, and the first to be elected to a United States Circuit Judge. Wow, these are the women, these are the women that we are standing on their shoulders. These are the women that caved the way, plowed the way on so many levels for so many of us. And it's good to honor them, and it's good to think about them. And when you when you look, especially our African American sisters, I mean, imagine here this woman, Edith Sampson, the first Black American to be appointed as a United Nations delegate. What an honor that is! And it shows at those moments, at those moments, that things are subtly changing. Maybe not as fast as we'd like them. You know, we'd all like to have a perfect world. But little by little, and that's the flexibility of our Constitution. You know, it gives us a chance to build and to create and to make changes. But we have to be careful who's in charge and who's making changes. So happy birthday to all these wonderful women, and thank you so much for making way for us as women. I mean... Here I am on the radio. You know, when I was growing up in 1940, 45, I remember my mother listening to the radio. The only time you heard women's voices was 
in the soap operas. <laughs> and then he made sure that women were in their, in their place during the soap operas, you know, you never really heard about powerful women standing up as they went later on with soap operas, but it's very different today. We have come a long way, and we have to make sure that we continue to move forward and not move backwards. But then sometimes they say you have to take a step forward, then you have to take a step back, then you take a few steps forward. Sometimes you have to go back so you make sure that you appreciate you know, as women, as women all, if you were born after 1965, you had more rights than you ever had. And little by little, these rights are being kind of chipped away, particularly right now. I mean, looking at the, you know, I, I can't believe there's such a big deal made of, around abortion. I mean, I really can't when there's so many important things that are happening, the pandemic, the election, you know, young people being protesting in the street, young people being killed in the street. And we're focused on this little issue. Uh, Ken actually found an article, I, I, I'll, maybe I'll bring it in next week, by a, a priest that actually came out and said, don't make abortion your a number. Bishop. Pardon? A bishop. Pardon? A bishop. A bishop, excuse me, it was a bishop, a Catholic bishop who came out and said, don't make abortion the reason you're voting. There are so many more important issues that are happening. And, you know, we wouldn't even have to have abortions if we had education and birth control. And in school, we really told the truth to our young girls, what's happening, how to take care of themselves, and to make sure that they don't get pregnant. You know, prevention is worth a lot more. And, you know, I think then we would stop the struggle. But, you know, that's just my opinion. And I hope there are many people out there that feel the same way and hold on to women's right to choose. Well, Ken, I think we're going to take a musical break now. And I am really excited about this. You know, we're going to play Standing on the Shoulders. It's sung by our special guest today, Joyce Roos, also known as uh, Earth Mama. This is one of my favorite songs, and I play it often as a reminder that as women, we are not alone in our fight, that we are standing on the shoulders of some powerful women. You know, you know, we had a short list today of happy birthdays. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt, we're standing on her shoulders, we're show- on the- Anne Petrie and Eva Sampson, three strong women that decided to do something, to step outside of the box, and especially our African-American sisters, they said, you're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop me. I mean, that's what the Black, Mo- Black Lives Movement is all about. You're going to pay attention. You're not going to kill me anymore. Lots to think about, folks. So let's go ahead and listen to Standing on the Shoulders. When we return, I have a special guest joining me on the phone from Independence, Virginia, Joyce Roos, a.k.a. Earth Mama. Go ahead, Kim. I am standing on the shoulders of the ones who came before me. Stronger for their courage I am wiser for their words I am lifted by their longing For a fair and brighter future I am grateful for their vision For their toiling on this earth 
goodness you know every time you listen to a song you pick up on something else our shoulders will be there for those who follow me and that's one of the one of the purposes of women's spaces to educate and to get women thinking and knowing how important they really are for folks just joining us you are listening to kbbf 89.1 fm calistoga santa rosa I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, and Women's Spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm going to clear my throat. (coughs) Excuse me, but boy, that was kind of heavy. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and with far out. Without hesitation, I want to introduce my guest, Joyce Roos, also known, excuse me, Joyce Rouse, also known as Earth Mama. Welcome, Joyce. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Hi, Elaine. It is so good to be here with you today. And I hear you are playing the newest recording of Standing on the Shoulders that we did last year. Absolutely. It's how you, it, it, it's just a, a whole improved thing. It just sounds wonderful. Well, Joyce, before we begin, I would like to just do a little introduction of you. I found a little bio. I'm just going to read a little bit of it and then maybe you can fill in a little more anything that we left off. I love the, I love the beginning of your bio. Joyce Johnson Rouse was born on an Iowa farm near Cresco, and from the time her tiny little toes dug into the rich dirt of a cornfield, passion began to sprout. The seeds of her passion were fertilized by her family, by teachers who invited her to use music to encompass and explore ideas from all disciplines. Amazing, a young girl that young and born on a farm in Iowa. No wonder you're so attached to the earth. And, <laughs> and one of the most important aspects of Earth Mama's work 
where the reseeding that happens during her work with others' ideas are planted in the rich, fertile soil of our souls. Music warms us like sunlight and spring, and humor is sprinkled on like a good organic tea as she involves us all in her work to help heal the planet one song at a time. I love that, Joyce. Heal the planet one song at a time. So the first question I have for you is, what do you mean by that, heal the planet one song at a time, and how did you come up and take on the name of Earth Mama? Oh, gosh, Elaine, those are great questions. And for your lovely audience there and around the world, I'm I'm going to try to be succinct about it. Um, but I'd like to answer the first question, uh, the second question first. And that is, I did not choose the name Earth Mama. I discovered um, when I began doing environmental songs in schools and uh, family festivals, one of the songs we always did, one of the first children's Earth songs I wrote was called Earth Mama. Um, Who can catch you when you fall? Who can echo when you call? Who's the greatest mom of all? Clap, clap, clap. Earth Mama. Beautiful. I would run into families, oh, in the grocery store on Main Street or, you know, somewhere in town, and they could never remember my name, but they always remembered the first song we all sang together. So they, so it was really schools and children and families that named me Earth Mama because I sing on behalf of, behalf of our great Earth Mama. And, um, the other, I'm sorry, what was the first question you asked me? The first question, the first question was, uh, to explain what you meant by help heal the planet one song at a time. I guess that goes in with Earth Mama. I mean, that's that's a perfect, because I noticed that's on your website and you have it as, you know, kind of as a mantra. So I thought that would be something good to talk about also. Yes. And you know how we evolve as we find um, broader and taller shoulders to stand on as we as we grow and learn? Um, that happened with me, and uh, I, I got into the environmental work, well, inspired by a great biology teacher in high school uh, the first, uh, on the first Earth Day that we had many years ago, and um, great professors in college. And uh, once I um, gave birth to a, to a little boy, I knew that I needed to do more to protect the earth for his future and his family. So I began, um, I, I had been writing songs in Nashville for the country and pop music industry for a long time, but I just didn't fit Elaine. And as you know, oftentimes the universe is telling us we don't, you know, that that's not the work that we want you to do. And I finally woke up one morning and looked at my husband and said, if I have to write one more Ooh, I Need You Baby Baby song, I'm going to kill somebody. (laughs) It was so frustrating. And I knew my heart was in earth care and... There were, at that point, there were so many families who did not know a thing about recycling and energy conservation and just, I mean, the basics of, 
what we kind of consider now good citizenship of, you know, not leaving trash places and recycling and using all of our resources carefully. So that was really the theme of my first two albums. And let me let me it, let me just ask you. Let me. You brought a, a, an image in my mind back to me. I, I saw my mother walking into my house. I lived in a place called Las Palmas, and we had a bunch of uh, trash in the kitchen in different bags. And she said, "What are you doing?" I says, "We're recycling." She says, "Recycling? You're going to bring bugs in here with all that trash." So <laughs> I so I know that was a challenge, and it sounds like you stepped outside the box. You said, "I can't I can't write doo wop anymore. I've got to do something here. I am a mother." I have to start doing something to to help make a better future uh, for my child and for all the children. I mean, once we think of our child, we think of all the children. So, what were some of your major challenges, and how did you overcome them? Where did you get there's a there's a Yiddish word called chupsa. Where did you get the chupsa to move forward in that direction? Um, I think it's part of the spiritual center of knowing. I mean, I I really did grow up close to the earth in a wonderful, you know, family in a community that had a great public education system, and you know, and we sang in church, and and I um, I happened to come out of the womb uh, quite musical and creating songs. I think before I spoke, but. Um, uh, the challenges were that at that time, um, it was, you know, by promoting recycling and conservation, it was kind of used sort of, uh, he- hear slurs about, oh yeah, that hippie, and, <laughs> right. uh, you know, oh yeah, you, you hippie types, and, 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 um, actually at, at my church where I was trying to get a recycling program started, one of the board members said, oh, you are just such an earth mama. And I went home and wrote the song, Earth Mama, that kind of became my, you know, my uh, trademark song. But it really delighted me. I knew I was making um, making headway when one time in the airport, as I was, I don't know where I was flying to or from, but, you know, I started doing gigs in schools and churches and festivals. <laughs> Excuse me all over the country and <laughs> met someone who said, oh, man, you're the person. We cannot throw anything in our house out now that our kids have learned all of your race- recycling songs. Oh, for heaven's And I thought, well, you know, that's a badge of honor. I, <laughs> I like that. Um, but it really evolved to um, healing the earth and an understanding that, our actions come out of some of our brokenness. So later on, I think my fifth or sixth album was called Magnificent Healing and has a lot of very soothing healing music for it. It's given, used in a lot of hospice programs and in healing circles. And one of the, one of the things we conveyed with that is you know, there's a whole lot of healing needed in our families, in our communities, and the earth is in great need of our healing. And I guess I can add today that our political system is in great need of healing also. And so I really have focused on, um, as uh, one teacher said, oh, I get it. You're sort of doing music therapy for the whole planet. <laughs> Oh, that's great. 
great. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your music here because to me, I remember the first song that I found when I got I went on the air. Uh, I think I've been on the air now for 10 years. And when I first started, I got the idea that I was going to incorporate women's music again. I started, first, my first round was 1976, uh, the first wave of women's music. And then when we came in, when I came in 10 years ago, I thought, well, let's, let's check out and see what's happening in the world. And I found Standing on the Shoulders. And that song inspired me because I realized that by going back on the air as a woman, you know, with my own philosophy and my own way of thinking, that this was what I was standing. I was standing on the shoulders of so many great women. Like today, we announced that on the October 11th, it was Eleanor Roosevelt's birthday, you know, to say happy birthday to such oh, a, yeah. a powerful woman. So many, today, many of your songs are about women and their, uh, their empowerment and also a reminder of the past. You know, how does the play, how does all this connect with with women's right and the election that's going on and and what is what do you think the impact is having right now where we're just celebrating a hundred years since we got the vote um yes, that is a pretty significant nexus of of all these things happening at this time um uh, and I would like to step back for a, a moment and just remind people, among all the news and the talk shows and everything going on, it is so easy to forget about the power of music in our lives. And one of the things that I'm hanging on to right now is a um, a book called Songs of the Suffragists that was created by the League of Women Voters in, um, in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, a group there that has spent the last four years putting together a wonderful volume, and it is available on Amazon, called Songs of the Suffragists. And it is uh, a, a daring and um, uh, academic, but not too academic, a summary of how powerful the use of music was to achieve suffrage. Um, and I am really pleased that they chose to go forward and include songs after the 19th Amendment, and it just so happens that they put me right after Helen Reddy, <laughs> they put Standing on the Shoulders right after Aretha singing Respect and um, Helen Reddy sing, I, singing I Am Woman. And for uh, uh, when we think about the power of music that soaks into ourselves, it is such a healing, powerful, and inspiring tool. And we've got to remember that every single important social movement march to the beat of its own music. Well, and we can all recall the ones of the 60s and the voting rights ones and the Pete Seeger environmental ones. Um, but I would really urge any of your listeners who are interested in this area to um, to Google and, and look for the materials out there. And, of course, this is why um, this year I released a whole new album with a brand-new recording 25 years uh, later, and you can tell my voice has changed a little bit, um, that of the album Her Story, um, which um, includes the new recording of Standing on the Shoulders and 10 other songs that are all for women, for old women, for myself and older, some that sound like they're from the suffrage era, 
um, including one that is uh, a lullaby for growing our little girls into awesome women, which is what we need. So um, there are a lot of songs, and there's, a, there's the song there that... Um, took me 30 years to write a Mother's Day song um, for my mother that I can sing now, and, and that's included there. So I hope your listeners will go listen to this. Um. Well, we're going to do something. We're going. You don't have to hope, Joyce, because we're going to oh, we're going to take we're going to we're going to take a musical break right now, and we're going to play the song. We're going to play the whole song, which is, I believe, it's oh, a, it's, it's four minutes, I think. Okay, which song are you playing? We're going to play, oh no, it's uh, Her Story. Oh, wonderful. Yes, we're going to play Her Story right now, and it's being sung by Joyce Bruce, a.k.a. Earth Mama, and uh, enjoy this, ladies. And uh, once again, I want to explain to my, my listeners, I like to play the whole song because I want you to sit and listen to the song and listen to the music and listen to the words. Every this song has a great lesson in it. I mean, this is our history, our history. But I like history, and I, as you know, Joyce, you know the National Women's History Alliance, actually known before as the Project, was founded here in Sonoma County, in Santa Rosa, California. So, you're this is a great, great song for our county as well as for all women across the board to listen to. So let's go ahead and listen to her story, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Joyce Rouse, a.k.a. Earth Mama. See how many of these women We can't stop now We've come so far can't be content where we are. Oh, we see the statues and the monuments of the history written about man's achievements. Well, what about her story? born on our mother earth deserves the chance to know her worth and to read the stories of what girls have done and grow to be Nothing less than nothing 
Joyce and Elaine. Yay. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine Beholds. And it looks like we lost Joyce, and we're going to get her back in one second here. Uh, but boy, that song is so powerful. Oh, I can't believe how powerful that song was. It's called Herstory, and it's part of her latest album, which is Herstory, and uh, I'm really excited. We're going to get her back on the phone. Is there a problem with the phone, Ken? We're trying to get through to Joyce Rouse now. We had a little problem with the phone, but that was her song, Herstory, and oh my God, when I listened to that song, I felt so powerful. I thought, wow, this is amazing to put this out there like this. You know, Joyce has been a long-time activist, you know, as she talked about at the beginning of her of our interview that she's been was a young girl. I just love the fact that they talked about that she was born on an Iowa farm near Cresco, and from the time of her tiny little toes dug into the rich earth of a cornfield passion began to sprout and that she was when she was in just in the small a young small girl wrote the first song of mother about mother earth oh okay do we have joyce back are you back here joyce I don't know what happened. Oh, that's okay, my love. We're back here, you know, and that song, I'll tell you something, when I was listening to that song, I was just, I was jumping up and down. It made me feel so good. And when I ended it, I yelled, Joyce and Elaine. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope that that your listeners will um, be able to enjoy that song with their daughters, with their granddaughters, and, and just share... You know, there are just so many unnamed, forgotten women in in our history, women's names, and this is the perfect year to discover them. And you know, every state has a very special history in the social in the suffrage movement, and California's is really exciting, as you know. But I want to take a second to credit my co-writer on that song, a former resident of the Bay Area, Lindy Gravel who is uh, just a wonderful songwriter and singer, and and she and I had a grand time writing that song and putting so many of our sheroes in it. What what was your hope behind it? Um, To lift up um, women and to remind little girls that we have a powerful history and to help them build confidence and an understanding that they are deserving of every equal right in this country and around the world and opportunity and let them not have to struggle for those things as many of us did in our 20s and 30s, battling the biases and the prejudices, um, but come into that early as a recognition of their, of their humanity and their equality. And what's so interesting, what I find so interesting about the position of women, you know, we were granted by the Creator the gift of bringing forth life. I mean, we we carry the mystery of life in our bodies. I mean, it's so amazing. And you would you wonder why is it such a struggle, you know, to get what we have are producing uh, the rights and the equality as well as all the different care like the Medicare and the education and all the things that are needed. I mean, it 
it's really, it's really very, very sorrowful to me at times. When I listen to her story and I listen to some of the things that we've gone through to achieve what we have, and then all of a sudden we hit a point where all of a sudden it feels like they want to just yank it back again, you know, and that's why these songs are so important. We have to recognize the struggle. And so, you know, on this, on this song, you know, uh, why, what, what prompted you? I mean, when you were writing it, what, what inspired you inside? What were some of the things that you yourself found out? Um, first, it was just the idea, and, and I'm sure it wasn't original with us because there's some wonderful children's books out there and, and other chronicles called Her Story. So the play on the word history, um, because that word with such a male um, phonic in it um, makes history sound like it should be about men. And we wanted to, to build an alternative there to just reframe when we look at things that have happened in the past and make sure that the whole story is is being told. And it was empowering to go back and um, Lindy and I, as we wrote it, discussed things of our childhood where we felt left out. I mean, this was before Title IX, and we were both in, I guess, junior high or high school, and Title IX happened, and girls' sports got equal funding and equal exposure. And just some of the things that we glossed over and, and didn't know how significant they were as we were growing up. And the other piece of Beast was being so empowered by these young women like Malala, who uh, was willing to risk her life to educate girls in India. And um, uh, the uh, Greta Thunberg, who is doing such extraordinary work for the environment around the world, and make sure that these young women are not forgotten in history. Um, not long ago, I was reading a, a great biography of Martha Washington, and the biographer mentioned that during her lifetime, she was had equal status, influence, admiration as George Washington did. But as, and I'm, I'm trying to quote the author here, but as with most women in history, 20 years after she died, it was all of the memories of George Washington that were written down, and so much about Martha was lost. I mean, really, when you look at, she really financed his career, and was, she was, they had a partnership, they had a wonderful partnership, and, um, well, you know the old saying, behind every great man is a woman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when we, you hear that, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to interrupt you here because you're making another point, you know, and that is about young women coming forward and giving them confidence. And I want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying, I'm, I'm pushing along because I want to get some of your more, another one of your songs in here. And that song is made for these times. When I listened to that song, I said to myself, you know something, this is, this is right on spot, you know, talking to women to let people know that these, these, we were made for these times. This, we are standing on the shoulders of so many great women. And I, so give us a little background on this song before we play it. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I wrote that for the Women's March 
in uh, 2017, the day after the inauguration of You Know Who. <laughs> and um, it was used, I know that there were four or five state delegations that sang it as they marched in Washington. I was in Florida with a group marching there, and we sang it. And I have to credit, I think, you know, the first time I heard that phrase, we are made for these times, was probably from the great um, uh, Jungian therapist and scholar Clarissa Pinkola Estes, or, or it may have been Mary Marianne Williamson, uh, but it really is a spiritual call to us that we are called to these times. This is why we're here, and we can't be afraid. We've got to armor up and do what we're here to do. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what? it's just a great song. And also, I just want to tell my listeners, it's part of your Her Story album, which is which is just amazing. I, I was able to get it off of iTunes, and I just, I mean, I'm just, I, I can't, I can't talk enough about it. So let's go ahead and take that musical break again, Joyce. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap up. We're going to talk about your website and some of the things that you're doing in the future. And just, just continue this wonderful conversation. Thank you. So here we go. Made for these times, sung by Joyce Rose. Wow, Joyce, I was marching. <laughs> I felt like I had to stand up and march. That's just amazing. Well, welcome back, folks. You're listening to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt, and I have with me my guest, Joyce Rouse, who is also known as Earth Mama, and we're coming to this final segment, Joyce. And the question I have to ask you, oh, I just love that song. I, I mean, I just got up and start marching. I want to know, I want to know what, how do you keep your spirits up? I mean, as a woman, I mean, you're involved politically, you probably listen to the news every day to make sure everything's updated. 
what what can how do you keep your spirits up and what message would you give to women what would your final words be if, if you know what what would you like to tell like if there's a woman out there who wants to get involved or be a songwriter or anything that you any advice that you would give and what keeps your spirits up well there is this magical resource Elaine that we have now that we didn't have when you know 40 years ago it's called the internet and, and there are so many great women's groups out there, League of Women Voters, National Organization for Women Now, and um, just uh, American Association of University Women, Find Women, Connect. Um, and uh, uh, But the other piece of that is I really think it is so critical uh, for myself and, and other women I know doing this work, to have a spiritual practice, whatever your faith community is, and maintain a loyalty to that practice, whether it's daily or every other day or twice a day, whether it's meditation, prayer, worship, praise, um, but that that takes us out of our heads and into our hearts and our souls to maintain us. And as the great Vandana Shiva, a woman from her story, the great um, uh, physicist from India said when I asked her this question, she said, how can I not be optimistic when there are so many good people like you in the world working for better things? And that's my reply to you. Your show is so uplifting. And when I look around and see the extraordinary things that ordinary women are doing, I just, it really lifts me out of the days when I'm depressed and anxious. And, um, and I'm not ashamed to say those things. But I do want to mention, and I forgot to tell you this ahead of time, but there, that anyone who wants to order from my website, I have a discount code for them, and you can order CDs. We have some beautiful new Her Story t-shirts that you can wear Her Story with you. And so when we talk about the website, please remind me about that. And also, and also, uh, everything, about the website, we will put on Women's Spaces, www.womenspaces.com. You know, unfortunately, we don't have enough time to uh, go through the song. I wanted to play another one of my favorites that I'll tell you something. When I get depressed, and I, I agree with you 100%, uh, thank goodness we have a spiritual practice ourselves and we meditate where we read a positive thing every morning. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very important. But one thing, one song that I listen to that really encourages me is that song we have come a long way ladies i love that song and i'm going to play it next week for everybody but i'm sorry that we can't play it today well here's that we the last words right now we've come to the end of the segment just give us our website and i will put all that information about the codes and everything just give us the website and and any 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 final words again Okay, and I will email you this code, this discount code for 20% off of, of things on my website. And that is EarthMama, E-A-R-T-H-M-A-M-A dot org for of, organic, of course. But we also do have a standing on the shoulders dot org page 
with all kinds of information about organizations and suffrage history sites. Um, there is really a world of resources. So please go to my website and make yourself a hot cup of tea and poke around in, and you will find some incredible resources, many of them free and connections to people you might know. Well, Joyce Rouse, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being such a wonderful guest and for bringing to the world this beautiful, beautiful, inspiring and informational and educational music. So from the bottom of our hearts here in Sonoma County, thank you so much for your time. And blessings and earth peace to you, Elaine, and all of your audience. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. I mean, you almost had me in tears when you said the last few things. You just made me feel so proud to be a woman and so so happy to be doing what I'm doing and being able to bring you onto the air and share all your all your wonderful work and also your inspiring thoughts. Thank you so, so much, my friend. Let's all get out there and vote if you have not already. I've done my early voting. <laughs> thank you so much, my love. Well, thank th- you. Bye. Bye-bye now. Oh, well, that's it for a our show. I'm telling you, I'm so emotional right now. I feel so proud. I feel so encouraged. You know, we've got to feel encouraged. We've got to realize that we live in a democracy and we have the vote and we are voting right now. Well, that's it for our show. A special thank you to Joyce Rouse, who is also known as Earth Mama, whose songs and programs that use earth wisdom, music and laughter to spread the message that the earth is mama for all of us. This is Elaine B. Holt. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. Who will bear all the joy that is coming to you? If not a woman in your life, she's someone to pursue. She's patient and she's waiting, and she'll take you home now. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, October 12, 2020.